You know, some people enjoy composing their own music, chord by chord, and others are happiest when they come across that one perfect song. Work is not a lot different than that. Whether you prefer building your own workflow or using a pre-made template, with Monday.com, you and the team can work in a way that's comfortable for everyone. Tap the banner to go to Monday.com and build your own amazing workflow or find an awesome template. No judgment. Welcome to the RuPaul's Drag Race Recap Show for Season 5, Episode 12, titled The Final Three Hunting, and Episode 14, titled Grand Finale. My name is Joe Batanz, and I am joined, as always, by one effervescent co-host. From the podcast pod is my co-pilot. Please say... I smoke 80 packs of Virginia Slims every day. To Taylor... To Taylor the Latte Boy. Hello, Taylor the Latte Boy. Hello, Joe Batanz. How are you? Good. How are you doing? You know, this is for the final episode of this season five uh, uh, season that we've been doing a recap of. Uh, what better way to do it than live on video? Tonight it's just family. Tonight it's just family. And again, by the way, guys, I had to deal with Grandma Taylor before this. Where he's like, well, I guess I'll never podcast again. I don't know how to use Google Chrome. Yeah, that's, that's exactly what happened. That's exactly mm-hmm. what happened. Mm-hmm. I want it noted for the record. I never lost my patience once. Oh, but there was verbally breathing. out loud to you. <laughs> yeah. I was like, there was breathing. Sitting here, yeah. <laughs> sitting here when you were doing the whole, uh, try and figure it out. I'll call you back and hanging up on me. Words might have been used, not kind <laughs> words might have been used to describe you, to describe this podcast, to describe everything about this, but. And I was in a good, I've been in a good mood for the last 15 minutes. I've been talking to the chat room and getting everybody all, yeah. you know, wound up. And then you immediately mm-hmm. talk about the fact that I was Grandma Taylor. Well, but na- but you, now it's set up. I'm going to tell you something. Let's, let's open up with, you know, let me open up by, by doing something. I have to apologize, Taylor. As we know, I'm always right, but sometimes I can be wrong. And I'm, and I'm man enough to admit it. We got a, an email from someone who works in the medical field, and on a previous episode, I think the previous episode, I said, uh-huh. I'm not really diabetic because blah bitty blue bitty blue, <laughs> right? And she's like, mm, bad news for you, you're diabetic. So I guess- I think anybody in this chat room right now watching you on video could, could tell that you're a diabetic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anyone that could see that I need some sort of uh, Spanx. Do they have upper chest Spanx, Taylor? Well, they have like uh, binding uh, they, for for like lesbian female like a, to male yeah. tr- for female to male trans people. They have uh, binding. They they have things bind where they they can hold breasts down. Yeah, I need one of those for this. I need one of those for this. Anyway, I need one just for everything. So I need to be mummified, pretty much. Well, you know, I was seeing something about how James Corden doesn't like wearing Spanx, the male Spanx, and I was like, okay, that exists. Yeah. But then I would just look like a cannoli if I were to do it. I, okay. What somebody in the chat room just said a compression shirt years ago when I did a race. Mm-hmm. Um, I, we wanted Happy and I, we did, we were doing a half marathon mm-hmm. and we decided we were going to go buy new outfits. So we went down to the local outlet mall and went to the Nike store and 
I grabbed a shirt. I was like, oh, this is 3X. This was a 3X compression shirt is like a child small. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I went to put this thing on and I looked like the letter T only that the top of the T was just my man boobs, just like hanging out. The, it was horrible. It was, it was painful and horrible. And eventually I was like, I just decided just to get a loose fitting, like dry wick shirt. You know what I should do from, for future videos is I have, uh, one of those like Middle Eastern big giant moo-moos. I'm going to start where I'm going to look like old Deuteronomy from cats. Anyway, Taylor, <laughs> one of the things. Dragoronomy. Yeah. Dragoronomy. Uh, Rudimonary. Yeah. And do you have any other ones? You the moderate. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, anyway, Taylor, one of the things I want to talk to you on your Instagram, and I forgot to talk to you about this in private. So I, I thought I'd talk to you about this in public. You wrote on um, – let me turn my phone over so I'm not distracted. Uh, you okay. wrote on uh, on Instagram – Went to a wedding and bumped into some fans, and then it was you sitting next to the person. Do did I to, say fans? I don't know. Do you want no, to? No, I didn't say fan. Did I? I don't know. Do you? That would be very presumptuous of me. Do you want to talk about what happened? Fan I don't understand my your obsession with this. Mm-hmm. What? I, re- I really don't. Because you sent me a text message about it one night at like 11 o'clock at night as I was going to bed. And then you did a thing where yesterday where you said, Lori reminded me that I need to ask you, which meant you and Lori have been talking about this, oh, yeah. possibly on the air. Mm-hmm. And I don't I, – I met some people. I met some people that and listened to the you, show. And, but how, did you know they listened to the show already or they came up to you and they were like – No, no. Uh, I we, we got there. We pulled up next to them. I was going to save this for Pot as my co-pilot this week, but that's fine. I'll, I'll tell the people. This, this doesn't come out to the general public for like months and months and months. I know, but still. So I, and I saw them. It was just a couple of my age, a male couple of my age got out of the car next to us and I didn't think anything of it. We grabbed our umbrella because it was rainy that day and we walked in and we were standing in line to sign the book. And the one guy got behind me in line while the other one went to go get seats. And I'm standing talking to my husband and he says, I, the guy behind me says, I have to say hello to you. And I turn around and because I've known my friend who got married for over 20 years, I figured it was somebody that maybe I knew from in my twenties mm-hmm. and stuff. And he was just like, I'm a listener of the show. And I went, Oh, thank you. And, and we just kind of got talking. Did and you say which I show? Did... Maybe he was a drag race recap fan. <laughs> no, he, he said, no, because we actually talked about drag race recap at the luncheon. So, um, at the reception, Did you listen to that too. No, he doesn't listen to that, but he is a big fan of drag race. And I said, well, you should listen to drag race recap. So he's he's a fan of um really well informed shows, informative shows, and introspective shows. By so the time he, you, he, he, by the time people hear that joke, they're not going to know what you're talking about. <laughs> Everyone listening, this Evan airs, this Evan airs. So this Evan airs, yeah, this Evan airs. He goes on a show that's on my network, and he says. He, he's joking about uh, season four, and then they start talking about race chasers, which is completely fine. And he goes, by the way, guys, if you're not listening – if you want to hear a show where <laughs> the, the hosts have real insight into RuPaul's Drag Race, you need to listen to Insight. Race- Why do I keep forgetting that word? Yeah. Insight. Insight. You need to listen to RuPaul's – I mean to, dra- to race chasers. And I was like, wait, did we just get <laughs> shaded on my – did I just get shaded on my own network? I thought about deleting it from the from the show, but I didn't. I kept it in there. No, because because it's it's a that's a more moment where he just doesn't realize how simple he is. Yeah. 
so so anyway, so we we they sat in front of us at the wedding, which was a beautiful ceremony. And then who got married? Because hmm? who got married? My my very first boyfriend from when I was nineteen. When you okay, these are real questions. Okay, well, I would hope all of them are real questions. Mm, no, because sometimes they're not. But sometimes I'm like, <laughs> oh, <wait." laughs> is I'm not Adam Burns. <laughs> when you're up there, do you ever think to yourself, "I've had his penis in my mouth"? No. I mean, I have had his penis in my mouth, but have no, that it? never occurred. That ne- Okay, actually, let me rephrase that. When I graduated with my master's degree, mm-hmm. I had a big thing at yeah, a – and it was a gay Chinese restaurant. Mm-hmm. Oh, Mike I had a, Lawson I had a big was, dinner. masturbating. Uh-huh. So – who's masturbating? Mike Lawson. One of my co-hosts who we claim has an yeah. Asian fetish. Right. And, by so, fetish, I mean, and it, it, was, it was a place called Ho, Ho Was? Mm-hmm. Ho 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 windows or something. It was in Hyde Park. Anybody from Tampa knows that this is back in the nineties. And there were mm-hmm. multiple people that went to this, male and female, that I thought I was sitting at the end of the table and I thought to myself, I've seen, touched, or tasted most of you naked at some point or another. <laughs> so, and that was kind of I I kept that to myself rather than announcing that as a thank you all for coming. Thank you all for celebrating me. I have fucked or been fucked by most of you at this table. So, do you ever go to events with Bobby Lou and uh, that's the same case? Just just Christmas this year at his family times. Oh. <laughs> no, no, it's a joke. It's oh. a jo- no, nobody. Um, no, not really. Hmm. It's that, that that it's I had a time in my life. Well, okay, technically, when I go, when we go away with. Rodan and Gambit, I've slept with two of the three other people because I sleep with my husband and Rodan and I've oh, had sex before. Oh my god. Why did I forget about your husband? I was like, you slept with Gambit? No. <laughs> I've slept in the same room as Gambit. And then Gambit likes to Gambit likes to videotape me snoring because apparently I sound like a wounded wildebeest laying. Have laying you on the, seen those the uh, those Instagram ads for that new thing you can put in your mouth? Where like it will prevent you from snoring and uh, sleep apnea. So it, it seems like a thing that kind of you put in and go, uh, like this. You touch your under thing out. They're like so no. comfortable, but it looks so uncomfortable. I went through a phase of where I was starting. I was so stressed out. I was grinding my teeth, and mm-hmm. I slept with one of those where you like you go to Target and you dip the dip the thing in hot water, and then you put it in your mouth, and then but then it hardens and it actually hurts your teeth. So I no. Do you know what you're doing? What I'm talking about? I feel like I started a story and then ended the story, but I forgot about that the middle section. It's like a two, it's like a it's like a mouth guard type thing. So, but I like to pretend that I'm a football player when I'm putting it in, or a boxer. <laughs> see, I appreciate there's people in the chat room. So I'll see your face. <laughs> 
This week, the girls have to make a music video for RuPaul and walk the runway in their best drag. First, they lo- learn chiffonography with Candace Kane, shoot, ma- shoot with Matthew Anderson, meet with Gloria Allred, and have a tic-tac lunch with RuPaul. For the comedy challenge, the girls have to each play prosecution, defense, and witness, and then walk the runway in their very best drag. In the end, all three lip-synced for the crown and gave their closing arguments a defense of their lives. In the end, RuPaul announced that she would choose a winner at the grand finale, which she did when she chose Jinx Monsoon as the winner of RuPaul's Drag Race Season 5, Tale of the Latte Boy, named two things you liked about these episodes and one thing you did not. Okay, two things that I liked about this episode was I loved Roxy's dress and look at the end with the kind of peacock-inspired outfit with the, the purple and the green. The end of episode 12 or at the end of the finale? The end of the episode, episode 12. Oh, God, that's right. We are kind of talking about all of them all at once, aren't we? Mm-hmm. Um and I loved I, – I, I had one of these that I didn't like at first, and then I realized that I liked it was Alaska's speech mm-hmm. on the final episode, the final regularly produced episode. Okay. Um, because it speaks to – it speaks to how smart Alaska is as a competitor. Um, the one thing that I did not – which uh, we'll, I'm sure we'll talk about that at length when we get to the end of this episode. Mm-hmm. The one thing that I did not like – and I have some thoughts about would be the whole use of Gloria Allred. It was, it just felt so forced and it felt like they couldn't have Michelle do what Rue does is try to fuck with their head. So they, they brought Gloria Allred in to do it. And mm-hmm. I have strong feelings about Gloria Allred mm-hmm. just to begin with. Yeah. So this one was just kind of one of those where I forgot she was in this episode and sort of thought, ew, when she mm-hmm. did it. So how about you? What are the things you liked? Two things I liked about the episode. Um, it's weird. One of the things I liked is one of the things I disliked, but for different reasons. I liked uh, the fight between Jinx and Roxy. You made for some interesting TV. Uh, I'm going to jump to what I didn't like. I didn't like the fight between Jinx and Roxy because it was so clearly manipulated. And if you actually read between the lines, Roxy's really talking shit on the show. Yes, she has a moment. Where she yells at Jinx, you know. But really, the bulk of that tantrum is about the show. It's not about Jinx. But it's edited yeah. in such a way that they make it seem like it's about Jinx. Well, and- the show is never going to take responsibility for the manipulation it does to these girls. No. And this and this is proof of that. Watching the tantrums and watching some of the shitty things that she was saying, again, have, watching it now, knowing what I know about the series, mm-hmm. compared to Babalu, who's never watched the series and was furious with Roxy. Oh, watching this one, he was like, she is, he kept, he kept saying, he's like, she is being such a bitch. Mm-hmm. Why is she being so mean? I don't know. I'm like, okay, that's where I was seven years ago or however many years ago. So yeah. it makes sense the way that they manipulate, they manipulate the edit, they manipulate the emotions. I can see where Roxy would feel like she needed to come back for All Stars 2 to redeem herself. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And, we'll, and we'll definitely get into that because one of the few things to talk here. And then the other thing I liked about the episode was, or the episodes was ooh, gosh, these episodes and it, not, this is not a fault of this contestant or this. It's just the nature of the show. I feel like it's tough to they they're just so we're trying to fill time. So like there's yeah. not there's not there's not that there's that it's to dislike. It's just that there's a lot to dislike and nothing like. It's just there's so much filler in these episodes. There's nothing I go like I really like that. Um, there was something with the finale where at one point, oh, I know, 
Actually, I want to, ch- I want to change my, I, it's not Gloria Allred well, anymore. Before you do that, Haley in the chat room has a question. She wants to know who is Gloria Allred? Gloria Allred is a attorney. Mm-hmm. She is a celebrity attorney. Mm-hmm. And by that, I don't mean she necessarily represents celebrities. She is famous for being an attorney and she tends to represent women who have been um, wronged, who have been harassed, who have been victimized, mm-hmm. and she usually goes for financial compensation for them. And her name is Gloria Allred, and she almost consistently always wears red. And she's, well, she's somebody that red. you've probably seen. Oh, she wears all red. Um, you've probably seen her on various news programs. Um, I'm sure she's been on The View at some point. If you typed in Gloria Allred into a Google, uh, into a Google search and you, you would probably recognize her almost immediately. Yeah. Um, and she's, she just, she, I get that she's a lawyer and she wants to give off the perception of she's a barracuda and she's going to fight for people, but it always feels like it's more about Gloria Allred than it is about the clients whenever there are press conferences where short of shoving the victim out of the way so she can stand in front of the microphones, that's kind of, that's, that's who she is. All right. And she was on to teach the girls how to defend why they should be the next drag superstar. All right. Very good. And then you wanted to say something about, um, about uh, apart from Gloria, Gloria Allred. Yes, the thing that I hated most about these two episodes that were combining together was the Ivy Winters segment of the finale, where I said when we first started doing this, I forgot about that Amy Winter, and then they proceeded to do it for like three minutes straight, uh-huh. and then that finale where. Where at one point I went, oh my god, and it just was so obnoxious. Okay. So that was the thing that I hated the most about. Well, you know what's funny? I, ha- I hated that. I didn't dislike it. One th- I did not not like it. I hate that. I absolutely hate that. And that is the only reason I never want Ivy Winters to be on an all-star season. Yeah. So uh, what's funny is – so I went and found the genesis of that earlier. I didn't know they'd covered it in the finale. And I so I went to those moments in the video on YouTube of Janet Jackson introducing Edgar Winter. And she doesn't mm-hmm. say it like that. She just says, Edgar Winter. But she doesn't go, LaToya Jackson. Yeah, LaToya Jackson. Who did I say? Yeah, Janet Jackson. Okay, yeah. So she didn't say like that. It was just her saying it, you know? So Okay, but you're also talking about the person that right after Chad says Cher doesn't do the ho ho on season four, they show RuPaul doing an impression of Cher where she does the ho with her mouth. Yeah. It's it's it, you you say all the time it's RuPaul's world and we're all living in it. Yeah. So this is RuPaul's fantasy. This is her French vanilla fantasy of the way things are in the world. Mm-hmm. So she thinks that Latoya Jackson said Edgar Winters, Edgar Winters, and she keeps having Latoya say it over and over again. And it's just right. It was obnoxious. I can't. I know that you started going to the finales in season six. Mm-hmm. It, season five. If that if that had been your first one, if that had been my first one, I would have never gone back to another one. Well, it's that obnoxious because I'm sure it went on yeah. forever and they just edited it down. Yeah. All right. Let's move on. After Detox's elimination, the girls are in shock and Roxy takes the elimination pretty hard. Roxy throws shade at Jinx and then all the girls note that everyone but Alaska has lip synced for her life. The next day, the girls walk into the workroom. Roxy finds a note. 
from Detox, as does Alaska, but Jinx didn't get a note, so Roxy makes up a cunty one in the character of Detox. Next, Michelle Visage entered the workroom to announce this week's main challenge. This week, you'll be starring with RuPaul in the official music video for The Beginning. You'll be working with choreographer Candice Kane. And then, with director Matthew Anderson, you'll be shooting a dramatic courtroom scene. And each of you will be playing defendant, defense attorney, and prosecutor. All three parts. And on the main stage, you'll need to defend your life and convince the judges and the world why you deserve to be America's next drag superstar. All right. Uh, Taylor, any thoughts on that, uh, you know, the elimination of detox and, and Jinx's joke? I mean, uh, Roxy's joke about it. Um, anything to everything we just talked about now about the final challenge? What are, what are your thoughts there? Well, I find it interesting that all three are double winners. So it really is kind of at that point. Wait, wait, it's hold sort on. Stop for a per- second. I just realized I have one more segment and this is so choppy. I need to do this now. And then we'll come okay. back to this. Yeah. In the workroom, the girls immediately get to work learning both chiffonography and hairography from Candace Kane. Alaska feels she's making a full of herself while Roxy impresses Candace. All right. Now, Taylor, now for reals this time, what were your thoughts on everything that happened up to this moment? Well, I thought it was interesting that all three were double winners at mm-hmm. this point. So it really was sort of a um, – it, it really was kind of anybody's game at this point. You didn't know who was going to win because each of the three girls definitely brought something. When you get down to final three or went back when they did final three before they did final fours, mm-hmm. there was always one that you kind of knew they're not going to – you know, yeah. I, an example from season seven might be Pearl. Mm-hmm. You know, Pearl kind of got by on the skin of her teeth. Yeah. Um, you know, um, uh, I don't think anybody expected Courtney Act yeah. to be the winner. Mm-hmm. Um, but then you have this season where Alaska, Roxy, and Jinx, all for di- completely different reasons, anybody could have could have made it. Mm-hmm. Um, I, 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 the one thing that I thought was interesting was Alaska at one point where they were talking about uh, now Alaska sachet away. Mm-hmm. And she said, those are words you'll never hear. Mm-hmm. And it that's true because even on All-Stars – I mean, she made it all the way to be the winner of All Stars at that point, so I thought yeah. that was interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, the, another thing I wrote was Michelle's tits, Jesus Christ, because <laughs> they were like completely, they were up and out. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, the ins, the the whole thing with Can- Candace Kane, who I wrote, is so fucking gorgeous. Mm-hmm. She is so pretty. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when you said choreography, people in the chat were because I did rabbit ears for. I don't know that she's known to be a choreographer, but that's what they call she, her. You know, kind of, well, that's what they call her, but that's yeah. what they, you know, they call RuPaul a singer too. Ah, uh, um, yeah. So, um, I I'm wondering if Alaska's fuck ups again. Going back to that, Alaska knowing the long game, mm-hmm. I'm wondering if Alaska's fucks up fuck ups were self produced. Mm-hmm. I kind of feel like there is a possibility that. She was doing that knowing because she's somebody who has been very strong up till this point mm-hmm. and to suddenly not get the choreography and to seem really confused by it. I think she realized at that point, especially when she was watching all of the Jinx and Roxy stuff, she needed something for storyline. And I would not be surprised if that was in fact, if, if she, if she was playing into that, so that way it looked even better when she was performing because her final you know, the the final dancing and everything did not seem bad at all. 
Well, that's why I'm saying I don't know if may, I would. I would argue I don't know if it's necessarily Alaska, but the, a producer engineered thing where they realize. Like, I'm sure there were moments where Jinx sort of fucked up, or Roxy sort of messed up, or fucked up. Um, and, but they just decided to focus on the times that Alaska did and make it seem like she's flailing at the thing, you know, and then and just tell. You know, Candace, we need you to do a, a spot where you talk about Alaska wasn't really getting the chiffonography. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. <clears throat> Moving on. Uh, during the music video shoot, Jinx takes over. The girls lip sync at double speed and Alaska's performance is awkward. <clears throat> Uh, in order to prepare their Defend Your Life speeches, the girls met with attorney Gloria Allred. Alaska tells us she has that star quality, but can't name her strengths. Roxy gets called out for giving pageant answers, and Jinx struggles to say anything negative about her competitors. During the Tic Tac lunch with RuPaul, Jinx wants to do drag on Broadway, and she feels her alcoholic mother created the character she is today. Alaska is afraid of dying, and Roxy has always been a competitive person and is proud to be the first big girl in the top three. A lot to break down, and yet, strangely, nothing to break down all at the same time. Taylor, your thoughts on everything that happened in the music video shoot, Gloria Allred, the Tic Tac lunch, all that. Okay, number one. Yeah. That was not 1.5 speed on that song. No. When they played the song for them the first time, that was clearly three or four times the regular speed. Yeah. That just wanted to say that. Okay. Um, Noted. Let's talk, let's talk about Gloria Allred a little bit. Oh. Uh, Talk about her a little bit more. Mm -hmm. I guess the question that I have is, why do people, and I wrote this down, why do people with a passion and a desire to win need to be coached on saying why they have a passion for this and want to win? It just fe- it felt so unnecessary. But don't you think that's kind of why in a couple seasons, season seven, is they go to the what would, you know, Alaska say to little Justin thing, you know, because... I- and they realize it's like, why do you want to be America's next drag superstar? It's just like, bitch, because I want a hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> because I want to say, I, want to- I just want somebody to say that. I want somebody to look RuPaul dead in the eye at some point and go, I just want a hundred thousand dollars. I feel RuPaul. Now I don't know if RuPaul the TV character would, but I feel RuPaul the person would totally understand that and be like, yeah, uh huh, gotta get that coin, yeah. hunty. Um, but I think the person is all about that. Um, but, uh, I don't know if the character is, so I, I guess it's, I, I guess it's to, for me, it sort of is one of these, when you see some of the contestants who have gone on to win, I mean, you know, mm-hmm. the st- classic standby that we always talk about is Bianca. Mm-hmm. I feel like that question, whether it's Gloria Allred telling them to do a speech, whether it's pageant answers or otherwise, whether it's what would little Justin say to, what would Alaska say to little Justin? Mm-hmm. I feel like your work, the work on that show should reflect the passion. And when you have somebody like a Bianca Del Rio, like a Sasha Velour, mm-hmm. like, like, I would even say like a Violet to a degree, you look at how hard they work and how they take notes and how they modify and change their drag while still staying true to themselves to be what Rue wants to see in a drag superstar. Mm-hmm. I feel like that should be enough and that a lot of this other stuff is just filler. You know, Bianca, through her work, through her interactions with Rue, through her interactions with the other people in the, in the, in the competition, you know, showed, 
she had everything it took. And for her to have to give that speech at the end, that like sort of cherry on the cherry on top, <clears throat> just, it just feels unnecessary to me. Mm-hmm. It feels forced. It feels fabricated. And I, I get the irony of that talking about this show, yeah. but it's just not something that I necessarily enjoy, especially when you have somebody who is trying to explain. And I will say this. I appreciate Roxy for as, for as ugly as Roxy was through this episode, manipulated or not, when she was trying to explain the answer and Gloria was talking over where she was like, I'm getting to it. Like, mm-hmm. bitch, slow down. Let me finish what I got to say. I, I, that seemed like a real moment in all of this mm-hmm. where she, she was, she wanted to, she wanted to get her, plead her case. Mm-hmm. All right. Very good. You know, uh, I'm going to break this down in chapter. There's a music video. Okay. Um, again, the music video is, first of all, they, I don't think they really do the music video thing anymore. They haven't done it in a very long time. Since what? Season nine, maybe? Season eight? No, eight. Maybe season eight? When they did. The realness. The realness. I don't think they've done. I don't think they did in season nine. No, because they were doing Lip Sync for the Crown. <clears throat> and um, there was a thing where, like, they would. No, that's fit- not true. Hmm. Well, they, well they, they, do, they do the videos now. They do the ones yeah, yeah, on yeah, set. But, but it's like the weird on set thing. But what I'm talking about, I'm yeah. talking about. It's not. Y- y- <laughs> There's a slight difference in that the thing now is that this is the cast of RuPaul's Drag Race making their own song and making a music video for it. What yeah. I'm talking about now is you are going to be in RuPaul's music video for The Realness or for Sissy That Walk or for, you know, whatever crap song she has, right? Mm-hmm. And Sissy The Walk was the only one that's genuinely good, actually. But um, the video? The video. Uh, yeah, that's, that video is good. I'm trying to think of the other well, ones. Me, the, the, me, the horrible one is Born Naked. Born Naked is a bad, you know bad what? video. The City That Walk is a really good video. Let me, after the, after we're done recording the podcast version, I, I can share the screen here on, um, Crowdcast. Uh-huh. We'll go through those music videos. But, um, <clears throat> Taylor's like, oh. Jesus Christ, I got so much to do. Do you really? What do you have to do? I have to do laundry and stuff. That's fine. <laughs> is, it, is it weird? You know what? I have other things I have to do. Look, I can't judge I have to, you. I, you know what I have to do? I what? have to watch all the, the, the Oscar screeners. Uh, by the way, I'm not a voter, right? Because I'm like, <laughs> but I, I was telling I go like, I feel like I have to have watched all the Best Picture nominees before uh the sunday so i'm like trying to squeeze i've gotten all the fun ones out of the way and now i have to get i know you guys are listening to this in the future so you know who wins but um ugh, i gotta do marriage story ugh. oh i want to see marriage story well yeah it's called work for it. you um <laughs> it's then, people fighting it's people fighting about emotions yeah that's porn to me yeah you know i think i'm not gonna do the irishman I'm not going to do the Irishman. Today I'm going to watch Little Women. Okay. Okay. And um, wasn't the Irishman like four hours long? Yeah, or yeah, yeah. I can't. I can't. I just don't care enough about it. And I, I have, I've had no one tell me, "Oh, the Irishman is so good." Right. Yeah. So I'm going to do Marriage Story and Little Women today. Um. Uh. Okay. Perfect. Thank you. I just got a message from Crowdcast about something. Um. Okay. Thank you, Kate. Do you guys see that? No, but all of a sudden I heard a doot doot. Yeah, because the, the crowd, I had sent Crowdcast a question. They were answering it right now. Shouldn't she see okay. I'm on the air? 
on her. Maybe service? she was excited about the Irishman and she wanted you to hear about it. Yeah. Uh, okay. So anyway, um, okay. So when you talk, when you're talking about talking about the music video, I don't have raccoon eyes in real life, but the lighting makes it look like I have raccoon eyes. Okay, go ahead. Well, do you have one of those light rings or something? I should get one. No, it's just the blinds. Do I have raccoon? I don't. I have. I have. I have a little bit of raccoon eyes. I have what a friend of mine used to refer to as Ellis Island eyes because mm-hmm. we have that like Mediterranean immigrant mm-hmm. <laughs> type thing under there. Yeah. So. There's nothing I can do. Now I just Still look like a ghost. Cute, though. I just look like a ghost. I will say, you know what? You're going to like hearing me say this, Taylor. Yeah. For a fat, disgusting pig, I'm a pretty good looking fat, disgusting pig. The, 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 uh, progress. I'll take it. Mm-hmm. I'll take it. Anyway, just a little talk about this episode that I'm like, what? What's what we're talking about? Uh, okay, Gloria already. Okay, but I, I have a question. Though. Yeah, yeah. Go when ahead. we're talking about the video, are we talking about the dancing segment of the video? Or are you talking about the mm-hmm. acting part where they're in the courtroom? Oh, I'm talking about the music video itself. Where it's just like, it's just as dumb. I, I have to watch, maybe we'll watch that video again at the end. It's just, it looks so dumb, them in the car and stuff like that. By the way, we have a question from uh, Nicholas Alexander Springham here. He wants to know, does Roxy really count as a big girl? <clears throat> I think Roxy does count as a big girl because she, I think Roxy does a good job of accentuating the positive. But there are times, particularly she looked like she had gained some weight back for the finale. She looked a lot heavier. But I think that there are times where she's in some of these outfits where when she turns to the side, it's she 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 was at that point a big girl. Yeah. She looked horrible in the finale. I was going to say, because I was waiting for you to stop talking, which. And. uh... (laughs) You're such a dick. I was gonna say all tea, no shade, but she, she was de- she if she wasn't a big girl and see in episode twelve and episode fourteen she was definitely a big girl. <laughs> uh, she yeah. So anyway, so yes, I would say she does, especially in the context of the show at that time. The big girls tended to be around her size, with the exception of like Stacey Lane Matthews. They all tended to be yeah. around her size. They, it's only later they got bigger with like. Um, and then Darian Lake came. And Darian Lake and Eureka and stuff is like Darian that. The biggest of all the girls. That they've ever had. What do you kind of no, think? Eureka. Of, well, because Eureka's Eureka really was... tall. Eureka, yeah. Eureka is like Lori. Eureka's essentially Lori Rockenkamp. Think about it. <laughs> <laughs> now I want to see Lori in some of Eureka's outfits. Yeah. But, well, <laughs> Nicholas Bringham made up a really interesting point. He said Latrice Royale. She is. She yeah, is, Latrice, yeah, Latrice was a big she girl. Might, okay, but she might be th- the biggest, actually. Uh, I, I bet Eureka's Latrice, bigger than Latrice. Maybe, maybe. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right. Well, and we're right. not saying this is a judging. We're not mm-hmm. doing fat phobic unless we're talking about ourselves. Mm-hmm. So All right. everybody calm down so before there, Joe starts getting emails. Yeah. That's the answer to the question. Okay. <clears throat> so, um, Gloria Allred bugs the shit out of me too. I don't like, even though she's on our team, I don't like sc- scummy people. So like, I'll tell you a person who's on our team technically, but it's a scummy person and he can go to hell. This Michael Avenatti, right? Yeah. Anthony Weiner. Yeah. Like, ugh. no, no. Tic Tac Lunch. No. I'm so glad it's gone. 
Tic Tac Lunch. I will say that I, I did write down when Jinx was talking about the whole idea of like doing an older character, presenting as an older character. It reminded me a little bit of where she may be, where she talked about the fact that maybe am I trying to work through some stuff? And it reminded me of Psychodrama. Have you ever heard of Psychodrama? No. I live it. Psychodrama is is a uh, intervention and a, a thing that you do and you have to be trained in it. And I went to a class once and went with a friend of mine and said, well, I will never do that. But it is where you kind of do a play or you do things that where you act as the various characters in a particular situation where you will act as um, if you're having trouble with say your mother, you would do a scene where you, you would do a scene with a therapist where you were working as playing the role of yourself and you would also be playing the role of your mother. Mm-hmm. Um, and if there are other people, if there's multiple, you play each person or if there are multiple people in the family, each of you takes turns playing the different people. And then I remember there was this thing at the end where you had to take scarves and you had to like wave scarves at one another to kind of show that the thing was, it was just this weird, like eight hour class I went to probably 15 years ago. But I'm wondering if on some level Jinx is engaging in some sort of, or at least at the time was engaging in some sort of psychodrama to get through processing the whole stuff with her mom. Interesting. Is this, is this something you want to try? Should we try it right now with one little moment here? Sure. What do you want? Okay. Set me up. Um, you are, Evan Ayers, sure. who just promoted a, com- mm-hmm. a competitive, a, co- a comp- 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 competing podcast about Drag Race, yeah, mm-hmm. and um, and we're gonna we're gonna go over your feelings about it. So I'm playing me first or Evan first? You're playing you first, okay. and then you're playing Evan, okay. and then you're playing you again, and then you're playing Evan. Not like where you're saying the lines back and forth. But you are you are expressing your needs, and then you then you are playing Evan, defending himself, and then you are playing Joe, hearing the defense of himself, yeah, yeah. and then you are playing Evan, playing Joe. But, okay, mm-hmm. I, that's this is not what psychodrama completely is. So, okay. but this is this is the idea for it. Okay? okay, so and scene. All right, Evan. But we're gonna say assume by the way that this has just happened. We're in a break. Evan, did yeah. you did you seriously did you seriously just promote Race Chaser on on my own fucking network. Joe, honestly, fuck you. Evan. <laughs> I think that <laughs> I, th- I I I just think like I don't have, I don't have a problem with you talking about Race Chaser. I, I understand that Race Chaser is a great show, but you literally said that they have insight into the show. We don't. Why? Why would you? I just don't even understand why you would say that. I mean, wh- what made you think uh, that's that's not like a good idea? I'm actually a pig. I'm a pig trapped in a boy's body. <laughs> <sighs> All right. You know what, Evan? You're fired. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And scene. And scene. There you go. Okay. And scene. Yeah. Uh, all right, let's move on. During the filming of Judge Rudy, the girls take turns playing the witnesses, prosecutor, and defense attorney, just like this uh, trauma play or whatever. While Jinx and Alaska excel at the challenge, Roxy struggles to perform any definitive character. Back in the workroom, Roxy is bitter and upset. She didn't know the courtroom scene was going to be played for laughs. Roxy doesn't understand why the show wants to make a joke out of everything, and she says she's ready to plead her case 
on the runway. We're going to get to Elimination Day separately. I actually have the audio, and we're going to go through that. But my question to you is, leading up to Elimination Day, this is just Judge Rudy, and then immediately what happens when they get back to the workroom after Judge Rudy, and Ru- and Roxy goes in this rant, that they try and edit a little bit to see like it's at Jinx, but it's really just about the show. What are your thoughts, Taylor Thelonte Boy? Well, I thought that the whole thing that, you know, Alaska doing the character, I think it was Peg Hollis. Yeah. It was very funny. Yeah. And the fact that she came up with that as quickly as she did, and Mm -hmm. then Jinx came up with her character, it speaks to the whole pageant queen versus comedy queen thing. Mm -hmm. And it, and it speaks to the intelligence, particularly of Alaska. Mm -hmm. No, particularly, yeah, of Alaska. Sorry. Um, I wondered, you know, when Roxy was talking, it was clearly she was very pl- she was playing the role of Hector Projector, and um, it was definitely where it started off in the beginning, and then she found much like we've seen with the other pageant girls, i.e., with Coco and Jinx, and we've seen with Aliska, Alyssa, and Jade. Mm-hmm. She found a target. I mean, mm-hmm. even where it shows at this point, I don't feel good about myself, but I'm going to make it so that I feel better about myself than somebody else does because that gives me that lead. Because okay. they show Roxy being ugly, mm-hmm. and then they immediately cut to a confessional of where she's doing that. I know I'm getting in her head. I know yeah. that's totally what I'm doing and all these things I'm saying to where there is sort of this manip- – I also get that could have been from earlier, but they are they are <laughs> presenting – they're presenting that as – it's it's just this ugly ugly moment mm-hmm. that I, I and I'm glad to see Jinx standing up for herself like she did in mm-hmm. in that section. Well, what I was wondering, I'll say, I'll well, say, I, yeah, I didn't want you guys. I'm going to become Foghorn Leghorn over the course of the 2020. <laughs> now let's say, yeah, boy, yeah. Is what I was going to say is when I was watching it, I didn't take it as I didn't buy it when she said that she was trying to get in her head. I took it because, you know, they filmed these confessionals after uh, at the end of the yeah. day or at some point in the morning. And so I was like, do you think she felt guilty and she was trying to like find a way to it? So it's easier for her to say that she's a mean bitch, that she's using this as a tactic, which I think backfires well, on her. But like, she yeah, I mean, the- I think this this is the taste that is left in my mouth mm-hmm. from Roxy. This was the last episode mm-hmm. before the finale, and you don't really Roxy doesn't talk a lot in the finale. No. She sort of apologizes to Jinx, but it's at this point, this is really, and this might be why my feelings with Roxy resonated for as long as they did. This is really the last thing that we see of her mm-hmm. at this point, because also. You know, we're, we're talking about episodes 12 and 14. There was an episode 13 of which they do like a five minute untucked in the middle of that, mm-hmm. that there isn't really, there isn't really anything afterwards where they're talking about, they're talking about their feelings and stuff. I know Roxy has the moment on the, on the runway, but it, it's, it's just, it's just this ugly, ugly and immature, the whole thing where she's blowing her hair mm-hmm. and then she does the whole, I'm sorry, what did you say something? Mm-hmm. It's, it's just very immature. Very ugly. And it might have been that she had time to think about it mm-hmm. and realize, okay, how is this going to look? Mm-hmm. And said, like what you're saying, oh, I was just trying to get it in her head. Yeah. I think she but, was at, at that stage, she thought it was smarter to play it as a tactic than to show that she, especially as a pageant girl, wouldn't ever want them to let him see her sweat. So she's going to try yeah. and, and manipulate it to like, oh, I was just doing that on purpose. 
You know, because then she goes in the yeah. next and apologizes, but then it happens all over again. And I feel Alaska's helping her with that tactic when she says, like, oh, these pageant girls. But we've never seen, they had a ton of pageant girls before and after this. Have any other girls done that? Alyssa kind of did Just it a little bit, I guess, but. Done what? Man, trying to get in the girls' heads and manipulate them and all that. Oh, no, that's what Alyssa did through the entire season. Alyssa did that with Jinx. Alyssa did that with Coco. Alyssa did that with Jade. Mm-hmm. Where anytime that Alyssa, mm-hmm. the, the, you know, the one thing that comes that we think about is the one untucked where it was just Alyssa, Coco, and Jade in the room, mm-hmm. and Coco and Jade started coming for Alyssa, and Alyssa got Alyssa got ugly mm-hmm. with Sorry. them. I'm also gonna sit down now. I'm tired of standing. Uh huh. Go ahead. Okay. So, and I think that we saw that to some degree with Coco. Where when 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 pageant queens feel threatened, there is there is a there seems to be their first reaction is to lash out at other people and to put the focus on someone else. I would say to some degree, we've probably we've seen this with other queens in the past, too, Mm -hmm. in other seasons. Like whom? I knew you were going to say that. God damn you. Um, uh, I don't know. All right, I feel like good. I feel like that's been the case. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. All right, I got to get something off my chest. By the time I finish watching RuPaul's Drag Race two times, recording two different shows about it, and spending my entire week around RuPaul's Drag Race, the last thing I want to do is listen to other podcasts about RuPaul's Drag Race. But people are constantly saying, do you listen to this podcast or that podcast? And I'll be honest with you, I don't because I barely have time to record the one that I do. And I, this, this, this sits on me, on my chest. So I have to get it off my chest because I'm like, is this hindering my growth as a creator? So I'm glad I told you guys this so you guys can stop recommending shows or asking me if I listen to Race Chaser or Sibling Rivalry. We all carry around different stressors, by the way. Big, small, serious, silly. And when we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest. Can you imagine if I went to therapy with this? And to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. I have benefited tremendously from therapy, tremendously. And it's a way for me to work out different problems that I've had. And I've shared those problems with you before. If you have stressors in your life, you need to talk them out. That's how you release the toxicity is by talking it out. And therapy can help do that. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. When they designed it, they designed it to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you got to do is just fill out a brief questionnaire, and they'll match you with a licensed therapist. And by the way, if you don't like your therapist, you can just switch therapists at any time at no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Drag Race today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp. H-E-L-P dot com slash drag race. All right, moving on. It's elimination day and the girls are getting ready for the runway. Roxy seems better after the previous day's breakdown. Jinx talks about how she takes comedy very seriously. Roxy jumps in and says she doesn't find drag funny and Roxy's insulted by the fact that the show makes fun of drag. Then Jinx starts. 
what um what Roxy's favorite she she starts the World War Three when she asks Roxy what her favorite moment of the season was. So what has been your favorite moment throughout this competition? Okay, before we know what the answer is. <laughs> we're gonna stop this uh, and Taylor, put your finger up when you What are you doing? Uh, Taylor, we are going to stop and start this. Put your finger up when you want me to stop it. Um, but we're going to continue, but I'll stop it every 30 seconds or so. But if you want to stop sooner, fine. All right, here we go. Okay. Seeing you in the bottom two. <gasps> I just don't get what's so rewarding about being hurtful like that. I'm not being hurtful. I'm being truthful. You asked me, I gave you an answer. Okay, this is the beginning of Jinx defending herself. Mm-hmm. This is definitely where she, where it's clear that, that she, I'm assuming at this point, she's saying, fuck it, it's the last day. I'm, t- I'm tired of taking it like this, and I have done well, and I, I am t- I'm tired of being talked down to in this way. I'm not going to be, the, I'm not going to be the whipping boy. All right, very good. Let's move on. You skated through this whole competition. For you to just discredit all my work? Okay, how could she say when all of them have the exact same number of wins that she skated through the competition? That's if that's the case, then all three of them skated through. That's a very good point. In fact, you might make the argument that no, I think I think all three of them deserve to be there. You know, I said this in another show. There hasn't been a, a, a top three this strong until Drag Race UK season one. You know, like, and you kind of touched on this earlier. But, like, if you go through, like, no one thought Courtney was going to win. No one thought Pearl was going to win. No one thought, really, that Naomi Smalls was going to win. No, You know, right. like, going along the way, you're like, oh, there was always, like, a, a sort of a, a version of the filler queen in the top three. Except for this season. You could have made a case, with the exception of Roxy's breakdown, but in terms of raw scores, you could have made a case for Roxy, for Alaska, for Jinx. I mean, if anything, when you think about it, I how many times did Roxy lip sync? I don't know. Who am I, Evan Ayers? <laughs> I mean, you know, Jinx lip synced the ones. Alaska never lip sync. Mm-hmm. And the, and I know we know Roxy lip synced at least one time. I thought maybe twice. Mm-hmm. So at this point, really, again, they're neck and neck. It's just a question of the drag aesthetics. It's a question of the comedy thing and the question of the, you know, the, the difference is Jinx can appreciate a look queen, whereas Roxy can't appreciate a comedy queen. And if anything, that puts her behind because Jinx is willing to look at the gamut of all types of drag and recognize there's something for all types of drag, where at this point, Roxy is very myopic in the way that she sees things in that there was only one style, and it is you are standing in a gown on a stage at a pageant to get a crown. And that is the only thing that she's, and anything else, she's not good at. So if she's not good at it, then it's not worth her time, and it's not worth the effort. My question to you is, with the exception of Sharon, don't you think Roxy has the evidence to feel that way on her side? But then I guess in season four, they were kind of, they've, the whole, the show has always been sort of laughing at drag too. Yeah. So I don't know why Roxy all of a sudden is surprised by this. Uh, but this is one of these where I think that Roxy is wrecking, Roxy is realizing in this moment, she doesn't have the X factor. She doesn't have the ability to hit everything on the mark. If mm-hmm. anything, at this point, were it not for a p- the fact that she was with Rolaska Talks, they were both members of it, 
the one she should really be going after is Alaska at this point, because Alaska has all of it at this point. And if anything, I know they talked about what a strong competitor Jinx is. Alaska is really kind of the one to be scared of at this point, because Alaska has the ability to do glamour and do comedy and do singing and do um spooky and do artistic like alaska's alaska and she also seems really well versed in the show Mm -hmm. she knows how to be a part of the show she knows to take notes she knows Mm -hmm. to listen to that kind of stuff it's really at this point i think she saw jinx as the easy target so it was easier to project at Jinx than it would be go after Alaska. She kind of goes after Alaska a little bit, mm-hmm. but nothing like she does for Jinx at this point. But do you think that, and now you're making a really good argument here. Do you think perhaps, remember, this is, it's starting with season four is when they started doing, um, the pre-taped seasons where they had multiple winners. Okay. Yeah. And do you think had this moment with Jinx not happened where the girls were mean to her and they made, Jinx, I think the editor saw, look, the storyline here is Jinx and what the underdog is. Do you think it was Alaska's to lose? I I think that there was a couple of things playing against Alaska in this. Mm-hmm. You figure number one is Alaska's was still with Sharon at this point. Mm-hmm. So I think that it would have looked weird. It might have looked odd to have two people in a couple win back to back. So, and I think they also recognize because Alaska is such a smart player with this, Mm -hmm. that she would have made for a good all-star season, you know, but they had just, they had just done all-stars one before season five. So Mm -hmm. they were going to have to wait for the next all-stars. So it makes sense that Alaska won all-stars two, number two or three, whatever. Mm -hmm. This came out in 2013, which was, it was in the middle of everything where it was the whole it gets better campaign Mm -hmm. and talking a lot about bullying particularly with lgbt youth we were seeing a increase in uh in uh not promotion uh in people talking about young gay and lesbian kids Mm -hmm. you know committing and trans kids committing suicide Mm -hmm. and i think that they i always thought that part of the reason why jinx won other than the fact that she's a strong queen was that they were showing that this is an example of somebody who could be bullied even as an adult and make it all the way to america's next strike superstar that's not to take away from the accomplishments that jinx had but i think it spoke to the narrative at the time Mm -hmm. that made more sense so that is part of the reason why I think if you just going from storylines alone, if you go between Alaska storyline versus Jinx, Jinx has made more sense at that moment for, and it's, it, there was more of an opportunity for that to reverberate and to promote mm-hmm. for the show as showing, look what they did for somebody who had been bullied and somebody who had been the kid that nobody understood what they were doing and spoke up for all of, you know, I feel like she even talks about it in the TikTok interview where she's here for all of the weird kids and she's for all of the kids that aren't understood. And she's here for all of the artsy creative kids that everybody think they don't know what they're doing. Um, and that's part of the reason why I feel like it was jinxes. I went off on a tangent and I think I answered your question, but hopefully yeah, I we, did. Can we move on to this, uh, more of this speech here? Or this fight? Here we go. It just shows <laughs> how immature and bitter you are. I can't hear you. I'm blow-drying my hair. I would never discredit your form of drag. Huh? It doesn't make me feel good to talk to other people the way you talk to me sometimes. 
I know. You're the victim. Everybody hates you and nobody gets you. And- I'm not a victim. Thoughts so far, Taylor? You're, cause you're the, it's, pa- it's, yeah. It's passive aggressive. It's, it's where, when I was watching this, there was part of me, you know, you kind of put yourself in scenarios and I tend to put myself when you're watching TV shows, that is to relate to people. And, and I'm putting myself in Jinx's place. Cause I also can't imagine as much as, you know, I like to, I like to tease friends and stuff like that, mm-hmm. you know, and, and anybody who listens to the show and listens to other podcasts, I'm on know that I am, I am a teaser. The reason I tease people is because I expect to get it back. The difference between teasing and bullying is teasing is there is a mutual respect of where you know the limits and you know that you can say things to one another. And, you know, if I say something to you, I expect to get it back and we're both going to laugh about it. Whereas bullying, whereas it's one person who is very much speaking down to or keeping another person or group of people down, that's a bully. Versus somebody where you're teasing and there's that, you know, there's the whole shade thing, stuff like that. Um, watching this and l- watching Jinx, and I guess that's part of the reason why I'm being quiet. Because in my mind, I was thinking if I was Jinx there, all you're doing is you're feeding the beast. You're feeding Roxy. Because because Roxy Jinx is trying to say things and Roxy, Roxy is really good with the I know you're the victim. Everybody hates you. In my head, I'm saying to Jinx, oh my God, stop talking. Stop giving oxygen to this. And... If anything, if you do that and Roxy keeps talking, then Roxy even looks, looks more like a fool because she, because then you're recognizing that Roxy is immature and bitter and she's weak and she keeps trying to pick at you, poke at you until you lash out. If you give that energy, it'll keep doing it. As much as that, there is that whole idea of when you're being bullied. I know they used to usually tell kids and stuff like that. If you give it energy, they'll just keep doing it. If you ignore it, they'll go away. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes that happens and that does happen a lot, but on many times they will try harder for a while to get a reaction out of you until it comes back into that weird dynamic. And I feel like Jinx unfortunately was giving Roxy what she wanted by commenting and continue to comment. Like I would have stopped just at the, I'm sorry, what with the vacuum cleaner, like the, huh? That's where you just turn around and you just don't say anything else. Because ultimately, it's not about what Jinx thinks. It's about what RuPaul thinks about drag and what RuPaul thinks about Jinx's journey. I have questions, but I'm going to wait till this clip ends. I've been very strong throughout this competition. Victims blame other people when they don't do well. You're getting all angry. and I have done well in this competition, and I love what I do, so I am not angry. Alaska, what's been your favorite part of this competition? Seeing you in the bottom two. <laughs> Uh, okay, Taylor, any final thoughts? Because I have a question for you once you give all your final thoughts. Um, about, about that whole thing. Mm-hmm. I, I think that unfortunately, you know, Roxy did get in Jinx's head because at one point when she goes, I'm not angry. Well, you sound angry <laughs> at this point. You know, I, I, there's longstanding jokes, not only on this show, but just with, with family and with friends. Of where when I get upset about something, or I get defensive, my voice goes up. And they're always just like, why is your voice so high? <laughs> and I feel like Jinx kind of fell into that trap where she was sort of to some degree getting in Jinx's head. Mm-hmm. But it, it's, it, it is what it is. It is. It's, it's a, it's a classic, it's a classic moment from the show. Classic moment from the show. But that speaks to something that you and I have spoken about this season and something this is the moment we've been waiting for. Cause it's in, in it's in All Stars 2. And I want to come back to this is, where Roxy talks about she's looking for a redemption. She and Fifi are back. They want redemption. One gets it, one doesn't. Um, and I think, I think Roxy got her redemption where the hatred comes and people thought she overstayed her welcome in All Stars 2. But in terms of yeah. the redemption for being a mean girl, she got that in All Stars 2. And she explains it away as 
essentially a bad day that got drawn out. Uh, do you buy into that now that you've seen this, or where do you fall on that? I think, uh, yes, I do. Mm-hmm. I think having watched the season a second time, I, I feel like, and especially watching these particularly two bad days, mm-hmm. um, or this bad day, or whatever it is you want to call it, I think Roxy was coming to the realization that she was not going to win. Mm-hmm. When she comes to the realization that she has two super strong competitors that have most, if not all, of what Rue is looking for, mm-hmm. and she is, and she, she, her, the the way that they present her mm-hmm. on this season, and I'm not saying this about Jinx, but the way they kind of present her as a one trick pony. Mm-hmm. Of where she is a look, she's a beautiful queen. She's a, she's a gorgeous, gorgeous queen. Some of my favorite looks of this season have been Roxy's, but she doesn't really have the comedy factor and she doesn't have the acting chops and she doesn't have a lot of the other things that the other two finalists have. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think that when you come to that realization and you are getting critiques, you're getting uh, notes from Matthew saying that you're not really doing what what they're looking for mm-hmm. in this final challenge in the final courtroom challenge. Mm-hmm. And then you've got all night to sit in your apart in your hotel room by yourself and just replay the day over and over again. Mm-hmm. It makes sense that it would it would cling to you. It would definitely be something that you might not be able to escape those thoughts. All right, what are your thoughts? I think she had a bad day. Is that what we're talking about? Okay. I don't know. I I do buy, like, look, I've talked about it before. It's a high pressure situation. It's a, you know, and I think what happened was during Judge Rudy and realizing they're so close to the end and seeing Jinx and Alaska just crushing that challenge. The last challenge. Yeah. For all intents and purposes. As they go into the finale and Roxy realizes then I've lost this whole thing. And she's a pageant girl and she's just pissed that she now, now she has to go through the motions, even though she knows she's lost, that it's either going to be Jinx or it's going to be Alaska. By the way, let's talk about this since we're just, we're wrapping up the season is this season finale. And I'm not talking about the, um, the actual season finale that we watched, but when they aired it in New York City, so mm-hmm. this is like one of the most important live airings ever in the history of the show because a couple of things happen on that live finale viewing. One, we'll just get this out of the way, Willem and um, Detox are super rude to Bianca and treat her like shit. Bianca was hosting the viewing party. Okay. Bianca, Bianca's talked about this, that Detox and, and Willem were super cunty to her and treated her like shit. And so she was like, okay, well now I'm going to go on this fucking show. I'm going to win it. Right. Mm-hmm. And so she, the very next season she wins it. Right. Right. Part two is, uh, and you can see the video of this. Alaska has an epic meltdown when Jinx wins, when Jinx is crowned and they're there, she has an epic meltdown. She goes on the stage. She's drunk. She sings this song. Her mom has to like awkwardly pull her off the stage. I'm, I, you know, I hear race chasers when they get to season five, they have some pretty great insight into this competition. I can't hear, I think Alaska has talked about she's just a very poor loser. She's not a really good, uh, she's super competitive. 
Yeah. And I, and I think she, I think she even apologized to Jinx that night, but I think did was mean to Jinx or some, maybe people in the chat room know what I'm talking about, but yeah. So a lot happens in that viewing of this. Um, uh, so anyway, the point is, uh, I was making is that Roxy just had a bad day. That was, Alaska realized she lost at the actual crowning. Roxy yeah. realized she lost while filming and we get to see it on camera with no one unless you go on youtube and look for it you don't see alaska's meltdown you don't see alaska's meltdown until all stars 2 and right i was gonna say when she thought she fucked it all up at the end so was she had her roxy moment she had a Roxy moment. There was something about that Rose Alaska talks girls who they can be super cunty when they need to be cunty. Anyway, let's yeah. move on for this. We're already kind of running over time. Now, Taylor, it's time for the looks. Uh, the theme this week is very best drag. Um, it's only three looks. They didn't do like a trip. You know, like they'll do like they, each of the girls have to do another look or anything. They didn't do anything like that. What, what were your thoughts here? I thought Roxy, I loved, I love that color combination, that mm-hmm. deep blue purple, um, uh, with the, with the lime green. And I like, it's similar to the hair that Roxy, I'm talking about Roxy, mm-hmm. um, that Roxy had in the beginning of the season, sort of, or was that kind of bump it type thing where it was yeah. this big swoopy hair that I just thought she looked beautiful. Mm-hmm. I was not a big fan of Jinx's look. Um, and Alaska's, the more I looked at Alaska's, the more I loved it. I realized it was very editorial. Okay. It looked very, it was just, it was just a really neat look. And it reminded me kind of of her alien look for All Stars 2. Okay. Where it sort of had that, it kind of had that, um, what was the movie? Mars Attacks. Mm-hmm. It was sort of a combination of Mars Attacks and just the, the outright alien that she did. Okay. So I really, I really liked that. But th- that, that was my thought on the looks. Did you have a favorite of the three? Well, I'm trying to do an experiment right now, Taylor. I'll tell you what it is. I'm trying to go to the wiki just for like for future reference. Everyone should know this is sort of like an experimental uh, episode that we're doing here. Uh, we're actually we're actually uh, simulcasting this live, okay? And mm-hmm. uh, I'm trying to get to. Of course, every other season's been easy to get to, but uh, mm-hmm. now this one. I'm trying to get to the looks and see if we can show it on the screen and talk about it. You would think okay. be uh, more adept at this. Okay, we're gonna I'm at the play. Oh here, you mean this right here? Okay, let's see here. I want everybody to see what we're talking about, and then I and then we can talk to you more what you're talking about. Um Okay. Here we go. Episode twelve. Alright, so let's look at Alaska. So the first one on here is Alaska. Uh, let me see now. I gotta share my screen. Okay. Application. Put Helix videos away. <laughs> oh, Chrome tab. Okay. Oh, I like this. Okay. Sure. All right. Very good. So here is episode twelve. Oh yeah. So this is, this okay. is the Mars Attacks look you're talking about right here, right? Yeah. Yeah. Very oh. Mars Attacks. I love the. Um, I love the I love the, the crazy updo, the kind of dried out, crunchy hair um, with the with the dress, and the fact that she she's over accentuated the ass, something that mm-hmm. she hasn't done. But I also love the fact that she it's all white and all very pale pale colors, but that she has that dark harsh makeup on mm-hmm. that 
it it it's I I just I I love the look. When she first came out, I thought when she first is facing with her head down, I thought yeah. that's boring. Mm-hmm. But the more that I looked at it, the more you look around at it, you're like, this is actually is kind of an awesome outfit. But when I saw it, weren't you thinking like she's avoided it all season, but here's her Sharon needles? Well, I hadn't thought of it till right now, but yeah, maybe that is her way of showing that she can be just whereas Sharon represented Sharon was could do goth, but Sham, Sharon could also do glam. Mm-hmm. Maybe this was her way of kind of representing that as well. All right, very good. Let's go to the next look here. The next look is Jinx Monsoon. What were your thoughts here on Jinx Monsoon? Ooh. I thought the it looked sort of to me like little girl who wants to pretend to be a mermaid princess. Mm-hmm. That was sort of the look I got with the weird shell headdress and the the, the dress, which to me just looked very cheap. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't I didn't quite get all of the weird satin ruffles up at the top. Mm-hmm. Um, they almost it almost looked plastic to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is clearly before Jinx um, really learned to. I don't want to say do makeup well. That's that sounds that's a shade that I don't mean, but. You know, when you look at how Jinx does her makeup now compared to what how Jinx did it, she definitely has had a journey, mm-hmm. and she definitely has um, learned to accentuate the positive. And when she when she paints now, she paints beautifully. Mm-hmm. This just she it's it's not it's not her strongest look. Mm-hmm. It's not something I would put out for best in best of best of show. Mm-hmm. Which I know is a dog thing, but it's not what I would do. I'll be honest with you, especially since the final going into the finale, I don't like this look at all. It's a no. boot. It's a boot. I don't like it. Yeah. But they were doing that thing where, remember on the final three, they always have to get positive. No one gets any negative critiques on the final three. Right. Well, I feel like Michelle kind of read her a little bit. Mm-hmm. All right. About the dress. Very good. Finally, we have Roxy Andrews. Uh, your thoughts here? I love this look. I, I like I said, I love the color of the purple with the green. That that dark, dark eggplant purple that's almost a blue. Mm-hmm. I love the dramatic sweeping hair. I think her face looks beautiful. I love the big earrings. Mm-hmm. I love that. I love that as a thick girl, she knows how to accentuate. And by that, I she's I mean she's able to cut. She's got her tits out, and they look natural and beautiful. And she's just everything about this is she's just beautiful in this. It's just so weird to see somebody so beautiful act so ugly five minutes before on your TV screen. You know, I like this outfit. It's it's a toot for me, but I they, the, the the category is very best drag, and I didn't get the impression that this was her best drag. I saw better from her this season. You know, I think that this what this is her pageant dress. This yeah. is her. I'm going to go out. This is her to get the crown. Mm-hmm. I think I think that's where she was going with this, and this is something that you would see on a pageant girl who is, you know, for the finalist, you know, the winner of Miss Orlando at large or whatever it is, is, you know, and this is the what this is the type of dress that you go out. There's, you can't really do a lot in this, which is why I thought it was so interesting that they had the three of them lip sync for their lives in these, in these dresses. Cause they couldn't really move around a lot. Like, mm-hmm the girls usually do um especially for such a high dance song like the beginning mm-hmm. um which actually is one of my favorite rupaul songs um i the, the if i have one comment one read about the dress or one critique it's that the dress you figure she was in her mid-20s at this point mid mid to uh mid to late 20s and mm-hmm. i feel like the dress is a little old for her mm-hmm 
but it's still a beautiful color combination and a beautiful pattern. Everything about it, she looks gorgeous. Well, I think she always played older. Um. All right. Well, anyway, that is the looks. The looks. That's the looks. Uh, how do I get out of this? All right. So many buttons now to press. Now. The, the more complicated we make this uh, show, Taylor, the yeah. Grandma Joe can't figure out technology. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. Back on the main stage, the girls watch poorly edited clip packages of their courtroom scenes and then give their closing arguments. Now, I have the closing arguments, but we're already at 110, Taylor. Uh, yeah. I don't know if I'm going to go over them. And not that they were particularly super interesting. Um but they give their closing arguments. And we kind of talked about the closing arguments, but you wanted to say something. I see your mouth moving. Well, I think when Alaska's was I, – I, I forgot about the part where – okay, I'll, I'll summarize. Roxy gave a very pageant answer. Mm-hmm. Jinx seemed to give an answer from the heart, which then they – I forgot about the scene where Roxy says, can I say something else? Mm-hmm. And she apologizes to Jinx. Mm-hmm. In that moment. And that, that, that's, that's just an interesting, like, I forgot about that and tensed up when, mm-hmm. when she said that. Yeah. So then you have this, this odd moment between the two of them. And then it goes into Alaska trashing the other two, but mm-hmm. almost doing it like a character mm-hmm. where she's got her hand up almost like a Vita. And she's, and she's saying things that the other two girls have done wrong that seemed very innocuous, that mm-hmm. seemed very like she was reaching for something to say. So it was where she was trying to play where I want to do the assignment mm-hmm. versus I want to do, I, I, I don't, I don't want to come off as evil. I don't mm-hmm. want to come off as a villain. So, and when she did that initially, I was very like, why would you do that? You just completely just jinxed yourself because you mm-hmm. came off looking like an asshole. But then as the judges are talking about it and they realize she was the only one of the three that really did the quote unquote assignment, mm-hmm. which was to trash the other two mm-hmm. or defend herself and put down the other two. Mm-hmm. I get why Alaska did it. And I get why Alaska decided if they're not doing it, then fuck it. I'm going to do it. I, technically, I'm going to do what they want me to do and let the chips call, let the chips fall where they may. Um, I'm glad that that hasn't stayed as far as where there is. If they are going to do the whole introspection, they talk about themselves versus talking about trashing the other people because I think that they want to end each of the seasons where there is this like bond of sisterhood and we made it and it's still going to be the four of us and everything's great versus where the last untucked is just everybody yelling at one another. Mm-hmm. You know, you know? It, it's funny. What made sense here was, which I didn't, maybe I missed something, but I didn't, it wasn't made clear to me that Gloria Allred, Allred was supposed to be helping them with these speeches. I assumed yeah. Gloria Allred was helping them with their characters and what they would be saying in the courtroom. No. Did you understand that going into this? Yes. No, oh, I understood okay. that there there was at some point they were going to have to defend why they should be, why they should be. Uh, I almost said top model, next drag superstar, okay. and that this was what Gloria Allred was there for. Okay. Well, so when in looking back, at Gloria Allred did tell them they have to talk about why they're better than the other girls. That was it was actually where Alaska struggled in her meeting with Gloria Allred, where she was yeah. able to give a very pageanty answer about herself, but wasn't able to say, well, why is that better than the other girls? Um. Anyway, after the deliberations, the girls are brought back on the main stage, and RuPaul has all three girls lip sync to the beginning before sending them home to get ready for the finale. Tater, any final thoughts on this episode? Then we'll get to the finale. But any final thoughts on this episode? No, I, I, I'm surprised how long we've talked about this, <laughs> considering it felt like there wasn't a lot. There wasn't, but apparently there was more content than than we realized. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. What about the finale? What were your thoughts on the finale? They really, everyone should know we watched the finale. There's so little to this finale. 
there's I, I, the one thing that stands out to me mm-hmm. that I will always remember about the season five finale would be detox's outfit. Oh, the black and white was such. I remember when she came, because I remember that was literally one of those where when they first show her coming down the runway Mm -hmm. that I thought, what's wrong? Why is what's wrong with my, like what's wrong with my TV kind of thing. And then when you realize that she painted like that, it's just such an, it's just so fucking amazing. That is, that is the iconic outfit of the season of the show. I think, has there been a better finale look from anybody? Ah, uh, Violet. Violet when oh, she... Oh, but I'm not going to count that. Yeah, 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 I know what you're talking about. Season 8 when she crowned Bob. Um, yeah. But I'm talking about, yeah. Okay, maybe I'll give you the Violet one, but um, yeah, pretty fucking... But it's it's just incredible. And I, I think that, you know, we talked about that Ro- Roxy did not look... Roxy looked miserable during the uh, during the whole uh, interview where they interviewed the three of them because I think mm-hmm. she realized that, that she was done. At that point. And also, you also have weeks of public scrutiny and maybe people saying horrible things about her because she was so bullying to Jinx on social media and stuff. And she just looked, she just looked miserable. She just, she looked sad. Uh, so. all right. Well, very good. Uh, oh, one more thing. Yes, we should point out that, you know, Ivy Winters won Miss Congeniality, probably the last. Who won Miss Congeniality in season six? Oh, Ben. It was just, it, was, it was a kinder, gentler time when they actually did, tr- the audience did try and vote for the actual nicest person in the season. I feel Valentina yeah. is the change there. I feel like, excuse me, season eight, who won Miss Congeniality in season eight? Season seven, um, it was, who won it? Season seven was Katya. And then I think, wasn't it Katya? Was, was it, was it Cuckoo? When did Cuckoo win? Cuckoo might Cuckoo might have been season eight. Okay, yeah, because season nine was Valentina. Season nine was Valentina. <laughs> season ten was Monet. Uh, no, yeah, Monet. And then season eleven was Nina. Yeah, Nina West. Mm-hmm. Well, then they got back to the. But that was when the. But after Valentina's, when they had the the other cast members vote. The cast members voted, yeah. Yeah, yeah, after Valentina. But, uh, all right. Well, very good. Okay. Well, any other final thoughts? Taylor, we're wrapping up season five. This is the end of the run. This is the end of the show for this very special Patreon only. Uh, anything you want to say about the season, about the finale, about everything as a whole? We're going to wrap it up right now. I'm glad that we revisited this season, considering my, what strong thoughts I had about mm-hmm. season five prior to revisiting it. Mm-hmm. I'm glad that I was able to watch it with a different set of eyes. Um, and it, it made me appreciate Roxy more. I loved Roxy on All Stars too. I thought that Roxy definitely had her redemption arc, mm-hmm. but going back and watching this and maybe understanding a little bit more about where she was coming from with the editing of the show. Mm-hmm. Just you know the emotional impact that the show has on on the girls. I I'm glad that I watched it, and I, there's part of me that I was very team Jinx going into the end. And there's part of me that almost wonders if maybe had I not been team Jinx, if I had been if I had been real, I almost wonder. I almost wonder if Alaska should have won the season had well, it not been for some of the things that they did. If it, it, it should have been Alaska that won. 
What's funny is I remember going into the finale. Uh, Chris, I, I watched this season with Chris and Mercedes, my friends, and they were totally Team Jinx, but I was 100% Team Alaska, and I was sort of disappointed when Alaska didn't win. But, um, you know, Alaska, I, 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 you know, we haven't talked about this this season, but I've said it on other seasons, that Alaska is my favorite contestant in the history of the show. Okay. And so, uh, and I think that remains even after watching the season. I see why Jinx... Let me put it this way. The change, the arc here has been... Last time I was like, I don't get why Jinx won. Now I get why Jinx won. And beyond just the she was bullied thing. More like she deserved the win. She was sort of... Now that we've seen her effect after and what she's done with her crown after, you know, she deserves it. But at the time, I didn't get it. So I think I've seen that. But I still think, still, Alaska deserved that crown too. Not to take away from Jinx. But. No, and and I I I, I want to make sure that I don't think that the only reason Jinx got the crown was the bullying. You I said it that, she was a bully. Anyway, that's exactly what I said. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I do think that Alaska, uh, or maybe not so much Alaska, especially if you're saying the reaction that she had when she didn't win that mm-hmm. night. But I wonder if the producers kind of knew, as we talk about now with with different girls, where they go, well, she's an all-star girl. Mm -hmm. And I wonder if they knew at some point they had just done All-Stars 1, Mm -hmm. and they have to know somewhere down the line if the show is staying where it is that there's going to be an All-Stars 2 at Mm -hmm. that point. Mm -hmm. And if that would be – we have to invite Alaska back for that. Mm -hmm. Like even though they gave it to Jinx, Mm -hmm. I can't see Jinx in a – I I couldn't imagine Jinx replacing Alaska for All Stars too. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. whereas I think maybe they they could have seen the long game with that and figured Alaska will be just fine. Very good. Well, that's going to have to do it for this season of RuPaul's Drag Race. Be sure to check out our other shows at DragRaceRecap.com or wherever you get your podcasts. So until we do season six for Taylor the Latte Boy and myself, sashay away. By the way, everybody, Jeffrey Thunderbear needs you to know that he contributed. <laughs> Thank you for listening to RuPaul's Drag Race Recap. Have something to say? Email us at dragracerecap at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at dragracerecap. Our Instagram account is managed by Stephen Starling. You can also follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash dragracerecap. If you want access to more Drag Race content and other Afterthought Media shows, support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash afterthoughtmedia. You can follow Taylor the Latte Boy on Twitter and Instagram at P-I-M-C-Taylor. Follow Joe Batance on Twitter and Instagram at Joe Batance. That's J-O-E-B-E-T-A-N-C-E. The theme song was written by Lucian Piani and arranged and performed by Alex Lefebvre. This podcast was made possible by the following exclusive tier Patreon supporters. Nicholas Springham, Katie Whitmire, April Pacheco, Dean UK, Melissa Payton, Nikki Baker, Devin McKay, The State of Bree, Robert NYC, Rachel J, AJ Norris, Richard C, Common Cool, Humble Pie, J. Thomas Plank, Luke Stamen, Sermet Smith, Travis Potter, Jesse Harris, John J, Jimmy Kilbasa, Pedro SF, Ginger Biscuit, Jesse Lozano, Parker Elliott, Lauren Eckert, Jordan Darling, Haley Slans and her mom, 
Sandy Romero's Ruiz, and Eve A. Adams. RuPaul's Drag Race Recap is an Afterthought Media podcast. Thank you to BetterHelp for sponsoring the show. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Drag Race today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Drag Race.